Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. This evening, we have a special guest, Minister Allison McLean from North Carolina. Okay, you're on the air. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Like you said, I am Evangelist Allison McLean from North Carolina, um, and my church is Liberty Praise Center from out of Sanford, North Carolina. And my leaders are Pastor Rashia B. Cox, Apostle Jace L. Cox, and I am honored to be on the air, to be on the show tonight, and I will bring you only what does says to the Lord. Let us go to God in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you right now, God, for this day, Father God. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have kept us, Lord, this far, Father God. Lord, I give you glory and I give you praise, Lord Jesus, for all you have done and all that you're going to do, God. Lord, we just thank you, Lord Jesus, for touching your people all around the world all around the globe lord jesus we ask lord jesus that you touch everyone that is suffering under this pandemic everyone that is suffering up under this coronavirus god and i ask that you touch every patient everyone that has been contact with it father god i ask that you bless and touch every essential worker father god lord have your way in this land god lord let your will be done now lord i ask that you move behind me behind your cross lord let me decrease while you get increase. Let me say only what you want me to say, God. I pray that the words that come out of my mouth, Lord Jesus, and the meditation of my heart, Father God, will be accepted in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen and amen. Now, I will be reading from 1 Samuel chapter 15, and I will be reading verses 1 through 24. 1 Samuel 15, verses 1 through 24. And it reads as following. Samuel said to Saul, I am the one whom the Lord sent to anoint you king of his people Israel. Now listen to what the Lord Almighty says. He is going to punish the people of Amalek because their ancestors opposed the Israelites when they were coming from Egypt. Go and attack the Amalekites and completely destroy everything they have. Don't let a thing kill all the men all the women, children, babies, and the cattle, sheep, camels, and donkeys. Saul called his forces together and expected them at Tillam. There were 2,000 soldiers from Israel and 10,000 from Judah. Then he and his men went to the city of Amalek and waited to ambush in a dry riverbed. He sent a warning to the Canaanites, a people whose ancestors had been kind, and to the Israelites when they came from Egypt. Go away and leave the Amalekites, so that I won't kill you along with them. So the Canaanites lived. Saul defeated the Amalekites, fighting all the way from Hebla to the shore, east of Egypt. He captured King Agag, an Amalekite of Amalekite, alive and killed all the people. But Saul and his men spared Agag's life and did not kill the best sheep and cattle the best calves and lambs, or anything else that was good. They destroyed only what was useless or worthless. The Lord said to Samuel, I am sorry that I made Saul king. He has turned away from me and dis disobeyed my commands. Samuel was angry, and all night long he pleaded with God. Early the following morning, he went off to find Saul. He heard that Saul had gone to the town of Car Carmel. 
where he had built a monument to himself. And then he gone to Gilgal. Samuel went up to Saul. He greeted him, saying, Lord bless you, Samuel. I have obeyed the Lord's command. Samuel asked, Why then do I hear the cattle mooing and the sheep bleating? Saul answered, My men took them from the Amalekites. They kept the best sheep and cattle to offer a sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have destroyed completely. Stop, Samuel ordered, and I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, said Saul. Samuel answered, Even though you consider yourself of no importance, you are the leader of the tribes of Israel. The Lord anointed you, king of Israel, and he sent you out with orders to destroy those wicked people of Amalekite. He told you to fight until you had killed all of them. Why then did you not obey? Why did you rush to seize the loot and so do what displeases the Lord? I did obey the Lord, Saul replied. I went out to him and told him and brought back King Agai and killed all the Amalekites. But my men did not kill the best sheep and cattle that they captured. Instead, they brought them here to give them to offer as a sacrifice to the Lord your God. Samuel said, which does the Lord prefer, obedience or offers and sacrifices? Is it better to obey him than to sacrifice the best sheep to him? Rebellion against him is as bad as witchcraft, and arrogance is as simple as idolatry. Because you rejected the Lord's command, he has rejected you as king. Yes, I have sinned, Saul replied. I disobeyed the Lord's command and your instruction. I was afraid of my men and did what they wanted. Glory to God. And the title that I will leave with you that the Lord gave me is your disobedience is going to cost you, not them. Your disobedience is going to cost you, not them. Here we have Saul, the king. He is the king of everybody, the president. He tells everybody what to do, and they follow in suit with him. But in verse 24, Saul tells Samuel that he was afraid of his own men. So therefore, because of his fear, he decided to listen to his men versus God. And now he has displeased God. Now God is hurt. God is sad that he even made Saul king because of his disobedience. And the word says that what is better, obedience or, or sacrificing. And so now Saul has lost his throne. He has lost being the king. He is no more the president of the Israelites, all because he chose to listen to other people instead of listening to the Lord and disobey God. And my first point I leave with you is stop blaming others for your disobedience. God is telling us in this day and time, we are living in the last and evil days, and if we don't see it now, if our eyes are not open now, we got to see it now, especially during this current pandemic, that we are definitely living in the last and evil days. And in Matthew chapter 24, it lets us know that this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of birth pain, says the Lord, that it is going to get worse and worse, and that now is the time to be on the Lord's side. Now is not the time to be running, 
Now is not the time to be disobeying the Lord. We need to get on the Lord's side and obey and come into an obedience with the Lord and do what only he said and stop trying to please man because if we try to please man, we see what will happen. We will suffer consequences. Now here Saul is. Now he is no longer going to be the king anymore. All because he listened to his soldiers. All because he listened to his cousins. All because he listened to his family members and they taught them out of doing what the Lord told him to do. The Lord told him to kill all the women. The Lord told him to kill all the men. The Lord told him to kill every boy, every girl. He even told him to kill the babies. He told him to kill all the animals. The king leaving nobody behind. But he chose, Saul chose to listen to everybody else but the Lord. And he thought, well, we'll just save the king and we'll just save all the animals that look good because they let that root of money. We know what the Bible says about money. That it is the root of all evil. And so he let that pride, that money set into his heart and he saw with his uh, with his eyes in the flesh and he wasn't looking things in the spiritual realm and therefore he lost his throne all because he was disobedient and that's just like us today what have the Lord told us to do did the Lord tell us to go out and visit the sick and we didn't go do it because we had other things on our agenda, we had other things on our mind but the Lord had me to stop by and tell each and every one of us that we better get in line with the word and then we better start listening to what he say those that have an ear we better start obeying and trusting in the lord and do what he said because in isaiah the first chapter the 19th verse it said if you will only obey me you would eat the good of the land and how many of us want to eat the good of the lamb i don't know about you but i'm striving to eat the good of the lamb i don't know about you but my will is to please the lord and only him hallelujah glory to god my second point is obey god immediately because delaying obedience can cost you your life i'm gonna say it again obey God immediately that means now because delaying obedience can cost you your life if you don't believe me let's travel to Acts 5 and we're going to talk about Ananias and Sapphira this was a married couple they went out and sold their property the Bible says and they took it to Peter and the Bible says that Sapphira told her husband hold up wait a minute I know we got a lot of money back from selling our land but only let's give them only 10% of it. We're not going to give them 100% of it. Let's keep some for ourselves. And so Ananias, he went on to Peter and he handed Peter the money. Peter knew right then when the Holy Spirit spoke to Peter that he did not give all his money that he sold for his land. So Peter said to him, Ananias, what have you done? Is this all the money that you have got back from selling your land? And Ananias told him a bold face lie. Yes, this is it. Ananias listened to his wife Sapphira instead of obeying the Lord. And Peter said, my, my, my. Ananias, why did you let the devil come in and corrupt you? As soon as he finished saying that, my Bible tells me that Ananias fell dead to the ground. And the people came up and carried him out. And it tells me that the church, whole church was in a uproar. And then three hours later, my Bible tells me, here comes Sapphira, his wife. She comes in, not 
knowing that her own husband had done dropped dead, all because of his disobedience. So she comes in, and Peter asks her, Safari, have this, this all the money that y'all got but for selling y'all property? Not knowing again that her husband was dead, she told Peter a bold-faced lie as well. She let the root of money come on in or deceive her and to cause her to obey, disobey the Lord. And because she said, agree with her husband, oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. This is the money that we got back. This is it. When we sold our property, this is all the money they gave. And now we're giving it to you. Now we're giving it to the church. There is no more money. This is it. And Peter looked at her and he said, Safari, because you have lied, because your husband had lied, you will suffer the same fate your husband did. And my Bible tells me that Safari dropped dead to the ground as well. <clears throat> so I come out to tell us tonight that we better stop blaming others for our disobedience. And that we better obey God immediately because it can cause us our lives. The Bible tells us that if you rebel against the Lord, you shall be devoured by the sword. Luke 11, 28 tells us that we are blessed that if we only obey the word of the Lord. God blesses those who hear the word of the Lord. It said that he watches over those who obey those who trust in his constant love. He said that giving thanks is the sacrifice that honors him and that he will surely save all those who obey the Lord. I stop by to tell us saints that we better learn to obey the Lord. And I leave with you another point, my third point. And my third point is disobey God and you will suffer the consequences. Disobeying God and you will suffer the consequences. Just like we see Saul, he has suffered the consequences all because he disobeyed God, all because he listened to others and he didn't listen to Samuel's words. Now he is no longer the king. And I will leave with you a parable that the Lord gave to me to give to y'all. He spoke to me in parables and this is a parable he gave to me. There was once a man, a father, his son came to him and he said, father, I want to go out and hang with my friends. Now, see, the Lord had told his father he was a minister in church. He told him, I want you to go out and I want you to start a prison ministry. I want you to go into the prison and I want you to reach out to those men. I want you to touch them. I want you to read to them. I want you to anoint them. I want you to pray over them. I want you to give them hope. And the man said to the Lord, well, God, I really don't want to do that because it's their problem why they there. But the Lord said, I, I told you to do something and I want you to go forth. I know the plans that I have for you, son. My plans for you to prosper and I'm trying to teach you something. So go forth, my son. I got you. I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Trust in my word. Trust in me and believe me and know that I got your back. Just go forth and watch how things go for you and your family. If you only obey me, you will be blessed. Just do it. And the man, he went and he talked to his pastor. He went and he talked to his mother and father. He went and he talked to his cousins. He went and talked to his co-workers, talking to everybody but 
seeking the Lord for guidance. And everybody that he talked to told him, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go down to that prison. Are you sure the Lord told you to do it? Did you really hear from God? Oh, are you sure? Son, don't do it. Because them men, they there for a reason. Them men, they done rape women. They don't rape little girls. They done kill people. They done kidnap people. I wouldn't do it. They're drug dealers. I wouldn't go down there. They deserve to be where they be. But the but the boy knew, the man knew that the Lord told him to go. But he refused to go. Why? Because he listened to his parents. He listened to his pastor when the pastor asked him, is it sure you even heard from the Lord? He listened to his cousin and them that laughed at him and said, boy, you the fool. I wouldn't go down there to that prison preaching nothing to them men. He listened to everybody and, and uh, obeyed, obeyed everybody but the Lord. So now here his son is. His son come to him and he say, Father, I'm going out tonight to hang with my boys. And his father tell him, go on, son. Do you have any money? So he gives his son a, a couple of dollars. His son goes on and be with his friends. His son didn't know that his friends was getting ready to do what they was going to do. They decided that they're going to rob a liquor store because they wanted to get drunk. They wanted to get high. They wanted to live on the top of the world and live their best life. So the boy was tempted by the rest of them and was picked on whenever he showed fear that he didn't want to do it. So, But because he was so fearful of his friends, he didn't want to be considered a punk, he decided to join in with them. And they went in and they robbed the liquor store and then it goes on and they get caught later on and the boy is in prison the boy is thrown in jail now the boy calls his father tell his father he is in jail and tell him what happened his father goes to get him out but court they come they convicted him and now he got to spend a couple of years in prison now the father is going every weekend to see his son in prison and he calls his son out. His son gets to come on out and he started reading to his son. He started trying to give his son encouraging words. Give him hope and let him know it's going to be alright. And then the next weekend, it was his son and two more. And then on and on and on until eventually he had a whole lot of at least 15 men gathered around him that he was preaching to, that he was stealing into him the word of the Lord, that he was giving them encouraging words, trying to lift their spirits up to let them know that what they did was wrong, but the Lord still forgive them. As long as they got breath in their body, God will forgive. And the Bible, the Lord lets me know, but he gave me this parable that Whatever he wants you to do, if he really wants you to do it, if you are called to do it, if you're chosen to do it, that he will get your attention one way or the other to get you to do it. Now, see if this man, this minister, would have went on and did what the Lord said to, would have went on and obeyed the voice of the Lord instead of listening to all his family members, instead of listening to all his church members, instead of listening to his co-workers, instead of listening to his so-called friends, instead of obeying the Lord is disobeying the Lord. All this, his son had to suffer and he had to suffer. The Lord will get you to do what he wants you to do. Now this man who refused to go because he was listening to everybody else but the Lord, now he finds himself in the situation that he was running from, that he thought he was getting from. But the Lord turned that thing around. And it's a shame because he had to suffer consequences because of his disobedience to the Lord. And the Lord is telling us today that your disobedience, my disobedience, our disobedience is going to cost us 
not others. It's not going to cost your parents. It's not going to cost your children. It's not going to cost your spouse. It's not going to cost your leaders. It's not going to cost your co-workers. It's going to cost you if you disobey the Lord. So the Lord will have you to stop by and tell each and every one of us that we better get in line with the word and that we better obey him, says the Lord. But now is the time to walk in obedience. Now is not the time to get out of his will. Now is not the time to disobey the Lord. Now is the time to run to the Lord. And like I said, if we ain't never seen it before, we better open up our eyes and see it now. Glory to God. And this is the word of God to the people of God. Now let us go to the throne in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you again as humble as I know how. Thanking you, Lord, Father God, for pushing this word out. I pray, Lord Jesus, that someone that is going to listen to this word, Lord Jesus, later on, that they will get a revelation from it, God, and they won't just listen to it, God, that it won't just fall on the ear, Father God, that they will apply this to their life, Father God, that they will live this today, life, Father God, obeying you, God, for your word says, Lord Jesus, that obedience is better to get sacrifice. You said, Lord Jesus, in your word, Father God, that if we only obey you, Father God, that's all you answer, that we obey you and that we live an upright life before you, that we strive to be perfect, that we strive to be righteous and holy unto you, Father God. Oh, Lord, that is all you ask, Father God, of us, just to obey your word, Lord Jesus, and do your word, be doers of your word, be a servant of your word, Father God. Oh, Lord, we just thank you, Lord Jesus, and I pray that each and every person that's going to hear this word, this about the sound of my voice, Father God. Oh Lord, that if they're not saved, Father God, that they will run to you, Lord Jesus. Say, what must I do to be saved, Holy Ghost? Oh Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you touch each and every one of us, God, from the crown of our head to the very soles of our very feet, Father God. Lord, touch our president, Lord Jesus. Oh Lord, for he needs to see like you, Father God. He needs to hear, Lord Jesus, your voice, Father God. I pray that you harden not his heart anymore, Father God. I ask. Father God, that you take that heart and heart of his, God, that heart made of stone, Father God, and I pray that you turn it into flesh, Father God, and I pray that your blood, Father God, will run through his heart in the name of Jesus. I ask that you touch the senators, Father God, the mayors, Father God. I pray and I ask that you touch every governor, Father God. For Lord, we know a lot of governors, Lord Jesus, this evening. Death threats, Father God. They've been sued. They've been taken to court, Father God. All because they're trying to run this their state, Lord Jesus, the right way to the best of their knowledge, Father God. Lord, I ask right now, Father God, that you keep a hedge of protection over them, Father God. That you let no hurt, harm, or danger come to them, Father God. Lord, and I ask, Father God, that you get into their mind, their hearts, and their thoughts, God. Oh, Lord, give them wisdom, Father God. Give them understanding, Father God. Let them see you, Lord Jesus. Give them guidance and instructions, Father God. Oh, Lord, so they can run it, Lord Jesus, the way you run it, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, we pray that your will will be done, Father God. Oh, Lord, on earth, Father God, as it is in heaven, Lord Jesus. Lord, we bind up anything that isn't of you, Father God. We bind up all demonic spirits, Father God. We bind and we break the hands of the devil right now in the mighty name of Jesus. But, Lord, you said in your word, God, when two or three are gathered in your name, Lord, you will be in the midst, God. Oh, Lord, and it's me right now, Father God, and Brother Emmanuel. God, in the midst, standing in the knee, Lord Jesus, of prayer, God. Lord, standing on your word, Lord Jesus, for we know your word will never return to your word, Father God. Oh, Lord, we, you said, Lord Jesus, we, whatever we find on earth, 
shall be bound in heaven, Father God. And we bind every imp. We bind every demonic spirit, God. Oh, Lord, for we know the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through you, God, to the pulling down of strongholds. And we pull them down, God, and we take it to captivity, Father God. Everything that isn't of you, God, and whatever we lose on earth shall be loosed on heaven. And, Lord, we lose strength right now to attack this world. We lose peace, God, to fall on every individual. Oh, God, we lose joy, God, to come forth in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, Lord, we need it right now, God. We need your love, Lord. We need your strength, Father God. We need clarity, Father God. We need understanding right now, Father God. Oh, Lord, you're the only one, Lord Jesus, that we know that would do it, Father God. Oh, Lord, we thank you, God. And Lord, before I end my prayer, Lord Jesus, I ask for a special blessing, God, to fall down on Brother Emmanuel Barbie, Father God. Oh, Lord, for his heart desire, God, is to do your will, God. His heart desire is to obey you, God, and not others, God. Oh, Lord, he want to hear those words well done, Father God. Now, Lord, we ask, God, right now that you send forth, God, the resources that he need, God, to get everything off the ground, God. Oh, Lord, to get his film up and running, Father God. We release and we loose right now that the men and women that you want to come for God is going to help him bring them to fruition. They'll come right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, he's been fighting this battle, Lord Jesus, for 15 or 16 some odd years, God. Oh, Lord, you said, Lord Jesus, in your word, God, for us to write the vision and make it plain. Lord, he has written the vision, God, and he has made it plain unto you, Father God. Now, Lord, we ask, Father God, that you put your hand on his projects. We ask that you put the blood on his project, Father God. Oh, Lord, but when the enemy comes, when the demons come to try to corrupt his project, God, they will see the stain. They will see the blood, God. We bind it up right now, Jesus. You said no weapon formed against us will not prosper, God. And you said that every tongue that rises up in judgment, Father God, shall be condemned. Oh, Lord, I ask you to condemn each and every person that put their mouths on Brother Bobby right now in the name of Jesus. They said he wasn't going to make it. They said he couldn't do it. They said it is never going to take off flight. Oh, Lord, but if we just keep on living and trusting and believing and obeying and serving you, God, we know, Lord Jesus, that his vision will come to pass, God. I ask that you send the right people to him, Lord Jesus, that's going to be acting and actresses, Lord Jesus, in his film, God. Lord, we thank you. We know you're going to do it, God. I pray now cover him in the blood of Jesus right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for everything you have done, God. I thank you for everything that you're going to do. Father God. Lord, this is our prayer. We pray in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Glory be to God. Now, the next speaking voice will be back. I turn it back to our brother, Emmanuel Barbary. Have a blessed night, everyone. Oh, praise the Lord. Uh, Love to God, uh, can you please stay on the line? Yes. Just a few, uh, just a few more minutes, please. Uh, first of all, I just okay. want to say thank you for coming on this show. And whenever you feel led to come, whenever you feel led to come back on the show, you're more than welcome to do so. Yes. Um, Heavenly Father, um, before um, I conclude this um, show for this evening, I just want to say thank you again, Lord Jesus Christ, for allowing me to uh, use this platform. Um, yes. For, for your glory, Lord. Touch the hearts and minds of all, all my um, friends, Lord, that's in my Christian groups, Lord. Both Light of the World and 
Christian Spoken Word Network, Lord. Let them um, get out of that uh, being fearful, Lord. Let them have holy boldness to want to um, be on this um, program, Lord, to, uh, to share your word, Lord, your gospel, Lord. And, oh, Heavenly Father, please, Heavenly, Heavenly Father, uh, allow me, Lord, to um, do the same thing in the real business, the Grassroots Community Activist Institute. You called me to bring this this organization, Lord, to those high crime, gang, and drug infested communities. The same thing that Evangelist um, McLean was talking about. A lot of people try to tell me, oh, you know, there's no money down there and oh, you shouldn't go to those uh, dangerous places. I came from those places. And so I'm not going there trying to be seen. I'm not going there trying to, um, I'm not running for um, no political party or anything. I'm doing this because I care about our people. Yeah. Our people are the ones that help build this country by force. We didn't ask yeah. to do that. And yet, you know, um, all other groups um, are benefiting from our struggles. The civil rights movement was hijacked. So, Heavenly Father, um, just give me the strength, Lord, to um, yeah. endure, to make this a, um, an upstanding type of uh, business, Lord. And I know, Lord, I know without a shadow of a doubt, once I start making money, everybody's going to want to come out the woodwork. But I'm going to ask those persons, where were they for the past 28 years that I've been reaching out? So I don't want to hear that. That's why you, the Lord is allowing me to have people to be screened. I don't associate with con artists. Con artists would not be welcome up in my Christian business. That's real. Everything that I've written in that Christian Everything I've written in my revised book, we're going to carry out to the fullest. No man or woman on earth is going to change the vision that you have uh, uh, that yes. you put in my spirit, Lord. I'm not going to let no man or woman talk me out of that. There's no compromising. Even if it doesn't come to pass in my lifetime, I still done the work. Because I wrote the vision and made it plain according to the book of Habakkuk. But nevertheless, Lord, let that... Let that um, film, Lord, um, be a success, Lord, so that way, Lord, I can hire qualified people, Lord, to help manage this organization, to make it effective and successful, and that can be passed down to the next generation. Because our, our people that's here in the United States, we don't have that much wealth, Lord. We only have 2% of the wealth. Lord, have your on. Oh, Lord, please wake up my racial group, Lord, here in America, in Jesus' name. Yes. And also let us expand, Lord. We're going to